Hey guys, just wanted to start off today by telling you about Patreon, and I'm also here with my friend, Mr. Johnny O himself. Aw, yeah. We just wanted to tell you guys about the Patreon. Uh, we are currently working on a Patreon. Uh, you can look it up by Oddcast Media. Uh, we are getting that open up so really we can pull some support in. If you like the show and you like what you're hearing, we have plans to do more like these. Uh, me and Anthony have already talked about doing a couple other different podcasts as well and different other things we've talked about. Uh, so really the Patreon would just be a way to help support us so we can keep doing things that we want to do and, you know, bringing you comedy. I don't know what else to put there. Oh, and you get to hear more of this guy over here because he's just starting to join in. Hell yeah, gotta keep it going. Oh, yeah. So rolling in. <laughs> <laughs> So really, guys, just go check it out. You can tell it's our. You can tell it's ours if you can see a the brain that's our logo on most of the episodes, or b if you see a picture of two balloon heads in a basket of watermelons. So then you really know you're in the right place. Makes you feel safe and at home. And always remember that nothing's real, except for this guy over here who's gonna haunt you in your dreams. It's an cast. Hello? No one expects the gecko. Can, can you hear me? I was going crazy. The second they came together, it was beautiful. You're listening to an odd cast. You know, I actually no. killed a spider yesterday. Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches feet just like my logo. Here comes the Spider-Man. Yay, Spider-Man. Hey, guys. It's me, Jeremiah Kime, a.k.a. Jokey Pants. And with me here today is Anthony Denny, a.k.a. Inferno Frenzy. And as you can tell, we are talking Spider-Man, folks. You know why? Because Spider-Man. Except for Anthony. Because Anthony killed a spider. He's a monster. I killed, I killed, I killed a spider last night. It was in the bathroom. Next to the toilet paper. I used fire. Well, that's one way to do it. <sighs> An ice-cold beverage on a hot day. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about Spider-Man. Uh, you know, just you know, you know what, you know what, what? Just, uh, just because I want to. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I couldn't help it. I found that, and I just had to use it. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's classic. Uh. So yeah, we're going to break down the Spider-Man movies today. Uh, this will be part one. Uh, then we're going to go over animated things and whatnot at a later point. Uh, there's been more Spider-Man movies than you would think. Uh, I know there's certainly more than I thought. So there's You that. need at least two hands to count them all. 
Yeah, you do. You do need two hands. So if you're a one-handed person, you can't count them all. Unless you still have all your toes. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of dark humor for you. We're looking out for you. Uh, so we're just going to start off right away. Uh, Toby Maguire, Sam Raimi started it off in uh, with 2002 Spider-Man. God, we uh, were very young when this came out. We were indeed. We're not old. We're not old, older guys at all. We're, 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 we're quite young. I, I mean, at least that's what I'm told. I'm young all the time. So I guess we're just young and I get it. We're only in our twenties. Yeah. Same here. Um, same here. So yeah, we were just little kids when this came out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, twenties either way. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't, it was, uh, Sam Raimi, right? Was the director on yep, that? Yep. yep. Sam Raimi, uh, who did the evil dead. Yeah, see, that's why no one thought this movie would do well, because he he had only been known for uh, Evil Dead, uh, which obviously is not a big blockbuster movie like Spider-Man was being set up to be. So, you know, interesting pick. But uh, really, it's because uh, he had a huge comic collection, right? Yeah, he was a nerd. Nerd! <laughs> um, yeah, that's why he ended up... Uh, taking it uh you know you have james franco toby mcguire kirsten dunce uh willem dafoe nah, that's not a web spider-man <laughs> <laughs> i'm shooting webs on the city myself spider-man <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. You got to have a little bit of fun. <laughs> um, fun. If we're not about fun, fun fact, uh, Willem Dafoe's hung. <laughs> Watch the movie. Uh, uh, what was it called? Antichrist, I believe. Um, yeah, find that with Willem Dafoe. You, you get to see a lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's. Uh... <laughs> it's a horror movie. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Okay, let's uh, let's Willem the full penis more uh, Spider Man. I'm sorry. There were there were a lot of jokes. That's actually. definitely a new sentence. That's a new sentence that's never been said before ever in the history of mankind. By the way. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, I don't hate this movie, so you know I don't have any bad things to say on it. Um, originally it wasn't even Sam Raimi. Um, it was James Cameron in the nineties wanted to do it. So, uh, you know, probably imagine how that would have gone. Near, far, wherever you are. You know, uh, I think it was right after Titanic. Yeah, I guess it would be, wouldn't it? Shit, I always forget Titanic came on the nineties. So yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's why they were gonna pick. I guess uh, I'm gonna assume that's why they were picking him for it, uh, is because of that. Uh, but yeah, he started writing in the '90s. Uh, there were some things they actually kept from it, uh, which happens from time to time when you switch directors. But uh, it doesn't happen as often as you would as you would like it to. Uh, but he's the one that came up with the organic webs, uh, and. 
I, I told this to some people and uh, they didn't know how to feel about it. Uh, originally, it wasn't even Toby Maguire on it. Uh, when James Garman had a hold of it, he either wanted Leonardo DiCaprio or Heath Ledger for Spider-Man. I'm, he was going to go with Leo again. <laughs> or we were going to get Heath Ledger, so he would have been Spider-Man instead of the Joker. That would have been interesting for sure. It would have been. Um, and he also wanted a lecture on Doc Ock instead of uh, what they went with, which was Green Goblin. You know, and I, I'm very glad they went with Green Goblin because uh, Gabby's such an iconic villain. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's good. Green Goblin to Spider-Man is what Joker is to Batman. Overall, like, there's there's no denying it. Like you think of Spider-Man, nine times out of ten you're thinking Green Goblin. Um, and the William Defoe, he acted it more like, uh, oh, fuck, uh, like the Joker from the the '89 Joker. Dude, he chewed that fucking scenery, though. He did. He did really, really, really well. Um, uh, I mean, I, I don't hate the casting in it, you know? Because Willem Dafoe, he did great as the Green Goblin. Uh, Tobey Maguire is not my favorite Spider-Man, I will admit. I don't really like him as Spider-Man, but I guess there's nothing you can really do about that. But fun- you know, he was an okay Spider-Man, but he was a great Peter Parker. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um... But I don't know. I'm a, I'm on the fence with Toby McGuire. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about him. But uh, fun fact to lighten this up: uh, Doc Ock was going to be played by Arnie. Yeah. Da, yeah. Da, I'm the Doc the octopus. I guess I need a helping hand. Uh, basically, <laughs> basic. It sounds like it really sounds like Cameron watched um, Batman and Robin. And decided that's what Spider-Man needed to be. Like that's where Spider-Man needed to go. Over the man, that would have killed the whole thing before you even started. It would have. It would have been dead. There would have. There wouldn't have been any Spider-Man ever. That would have killed it forever. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Spider nipples. <laughs> thing sounds like he just watched Batman and Robin was like that's what this Spider-Man needs to be but Cameron would have added the bat nipples on the Spider-Man it would have, it would make the upside down kiss way more interesting <laughs> I just, I just lick each other's nipples instead <laughs> I mean, I don't remember much from that. From like, well, yeah, but I was watching it for the first time. But as a young man going through puberty, I remember that kiss scene really well, and not for the kiss. <clears throat> oh, anybody that watched that, come on, Kirsten Dunn's nipples were just showing through. There was cold water everywhere. It just draws the attention yeah. out of that scene. But what I, I think it would have been hilarious to see. <laughs> I kind of want to see that now. I want to see a Batman and Robin version of Spider-Man. Uh, I just want to see what somebody would do with it. <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I don't think it turned out too bad. Uh, Sam Raimi took over, and you know he changed it. 
Uh, he thought having two villains off the bat like that would be confusing, so he focused on the Green Goblin and Harry and Spidey, all that stuff. Uh, which overall, I think that made it turn out better. Yeah. And let's not forget that this movie laid the groundwork for basically every other Spider-Man movie with one simple line. With great power comes great responsibility, Peter. Like, yeah, exactly. See, I didn't even, we didn't even talk about which line. And yet you knew immediately. You have to know. You have to know. It is so, that was so cemented onto Spider-Man that it just, it stuck around. It was a great, it was a great decision to have that in there. Yeah. Like, nobody like, so it was because it's so sacred, but for that movie, it was perfect. Yeah, it was like the one thing that forever, it became basically the whole overlying theme of the, of the whole movie, of the whole uh, Raimi trilogy. That is true. That's what defined it. And I do also have a little something from that movie. That was also cemented into my brain as a kid. Whenever I saw Spider-Man from then on, all I could think of is the violent shit they had for it. Yeah, it makes you think of a uh, spider crawling across web. It does. I. That's another thing with like these movies. I think the way they did that with all of, all three of these movies, I think that's what defined them more too. Because uh, it was a nice fit. It it did seem like you know, a spider crawling on a web, blah, blah, blah. If you really think about it, it fit. Yeah, it was the subtlety. <sighs> yeah, it wasn't in your face, which is something else we'll talk about in <laughs> one of the later movies, and it was more in your face with you know what it is, but it... <sighs> I don't hate it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <clears throat> another thing was uh, people hated the Green Goblin outfit. They hated the whole like armor helmet thing that they did with it. Uh, but I found out today, uh, double checking and looking into things, uh, they actually had an animatronic goblin mask. And it looked... Oh, yeah, they did. It looked like Green Goblin straight out of the comic. And it was fucking amazing. And, and, and they have test footage of it, so you know that somebody was going to use it, but they never did. And I'm like, why didn't you use it? That would have been great. People would have liked that better than what you did with it. Even though the movie overall isn't bad for comic accuracy, I think that would have helped it just a little bit with people. Now, I can see why they did it. It's just because, like, oh, why does he become a goblin? Well, well, it's a formula that does it. Well, why? Like, it it was still very early in the comic book era of movies. So they're like, okay, we got to do some realism. That is true. Which brings me to another thing. Uh, the only movies that had been out before it were Blade, which I know not, not everybody likes. I still like the first Blade movie. I think it was a cool take on a comic movie because nobody else has really gone in a good way to do like the horror aspect to some comics. <clears throat> Venom. <clears throat> um, so Blade had come out and then they also had X-Men. Uh, 
which fun fact with X-Men, this was going to be in the same exact universe. But when Sammy, uh, when Raimi took over, it got bought up by Sony after Cameron had stepped out and Fox owned X-Men. So Hugh Jackman was flown out to New York city to do a cameo, but Fox wouldn't give him the suit. So, uh, that all got scrapped. Man, it's such a good thing that they realize they don't need a suit. Yeah, you know, if somebody would have just realized that earlier on. But at the same time, to be fair, both of those movies, both of those trilogies went up in a garbage fire of terribleness. <laughs> yeah. On one hand, you're like, what did it, did it save either of them to not do it? And then on the other hand, I'm like, or would they have both just ended terribly anyway, but it would have been more interesting in both of them to have done that. I mean, I think it would have been more iconic for sure. See, I think it would have been cool because you could have been, they could have done the storyline of like, the Spider-Man becomes a giant spider. They could have gone that route. Because X-Men were involved in that of like, well, you're technically mutating and you need help from us kind of thing. I think that could have been done coolly. Um, But then again, the people that were helming it all together didn't really seem to give a shit by the end of it. So probably wouldn't have turned out okay. (laughs) Probably would have been terrible anyway. You know what? I'm willing to bet they fired the person who said no. Like, as soon as the MCU happened, they just straight up fired <laughs> that guy. <laughs> like, Incredible Hulk came out, they're like, oh, look, they're doing a connected universe. <laughs> eh, probably won't do too well. Uh, uh, the first Avenger movie comes out. <laughs> hey, Bob, uh, you're the guy that uh, turned down that merger with uh, the whole Fox and Sony thing back then, right? Yeah, you know, I pitched to the boss, and they were just like, no, we're not going that route. So, you know, couldn't do it. Yeah, well, uh, came from high up, you're fired. Uh, get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. He, he, that, whoever it was, he made it at least until the first Avengers movie came out. And then it was, he then, was done for. So. Yeah, as soon as that movie broke records, it was like, nah, okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a thing. Um, I guess it wasn't all bad though. It was uh, the first time the Marvel logo, as we know it now, was ever really used. No one had done a Marvel logo in the movie before, um, and it could have been way worse. Do you want to know how it could have been worse? Oh yeah, tell me. I'm assuming you're talking about like one of the what worst t- directors of all time. <laughs> uh, you know, if Shyamalan had been given these, I could, I can already see what his twist would have been. <laughs> it wasn't actually a spider. It was a beetle. <laughs> it just turns into a blue beetle movie. <laughs> Uh, but no, like Shamlon was supposed to do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, the third movie was bad. But if Shamlon had done any of these, I think they would have all turned out much worse. It just, just yeah, my, this opinion, was, my opinion. 
I think uh, like two th- early 2000 Shyamalan was when he started to drop down. I could be wrong. I don't have uh, his IMDb page. <laughs> You've seen Glass, right? I have not. Mm. Oh, well, let me just say, I'm sorry, but if he had done Spider-Man, it would have been Unbreakable, Split, and Glass, but with the Spider-Man movies. I, I think it's exactly what he would have done with it. I watched Glass just recently because I had not heard good things about it, so I put it off, finally watched it. Not impressed. I didn't like it either. Mm-hmm. I, I won't say anything more. I'll just say I I liked almost... I, I liked about 80% of that movie. Oh, okay. But I didn't like it enough to where I'd say I'd watch it again. <laughs> God damn it, Cheryl. <laughs> That's all. All right. Uh, Back to Spider-Man. Yeah, but if he had done it, that would have been Spider-Man turnout. Yeah. Let's also not forget one of the greatest things this movie also brought to us. What is that? J.K.A. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, that's right. We've brought this on before. Oh, God, that's right. And I... And I will fucking bring it up every time we talk about Spider-Man. I will bring up J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. He every time he lived that role. He was perfect. Yeah, Simmons. Yeah, yeah. The yeah Jameson for these you couldn't have picked better. And it was the only time they ever used Jameson, and I'm glad because no one could have outdone that. No, he was great. He was especially the. I, I love the part in the movie where Goblin like attacks. The Daily Bugle is like, who who takes the pictures of Spider-Man? Oh, take the pictures of Spider-Man. And he straight up goes like, oh, we don't know. They're anonymous. He straight up wasn't going to sell out Peter Parker, even though he's an asshole to him for the rest of the movie. Yeah, pretty much. Which is, like, I I, I, I can't hate it. Uh, Now, where do you feel about the first movie before we go on to the second here? Where, where, Where do I feel about ranking it? Yes, how do you how do you feel overall with the first Spider-Man movie? Well, I love it, honestly. So put down your pitchforks and all that. It's not a bad movie. It's a really good movie. It is fifth out of eight. You know what? I'm gonna write. Hang on a second. I'm readjusting. <laughs> I will duck anything you throw at me. All right. So what are you ranking it? Uh, five. Okay. So. So you're ranking it at five. I am. Not because it's bad, but I think other movies are better. All right. So five out of eight. Not bad. Um, I'm going to have to put this at... Uh, Far From Home's not out yet. So that one I can't give a ranking to make it an even... To, to make it an uneven nine. Uh, so for this one, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to give it, I'm going to make it number two out of eight for right now. And let's go. Oh, man. Um, yeah, that's where that one's going to be. Um, so moving down the line, we, then we have uh, Spider-Man two, uh, which is again, Tobey Maguire. And what year did this one come out? Isn't it? Uh, 2004. So, yeah, okay. 
All right, so I am I am thinking clearly then. Um, maybe let's not take it too far ahead of ourselves. I'm fine today. So we have Spider Man two. Um, you know, I'll let you take it up because I think you have a higher opinion on this one than uh, than I do. I do. Uh, then I should also probably take over three because, yeah, you'll be shocked. Um, this one was good. It was a great follow up to uh, the first Spider Man movie. Like the first one was, you know, with great power is great responsibility. This one is, what does it mean to be a hero? And, uh, you know, we got Tobey Maguire now doing really good. He's trying to balance being Spider-Man and being Peter Parker. We have Alfred Molina. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. That's Dr. Otto Octavius. Doc Ock. Great villain. Fucking. Though, I do, my one of my problems with Otto Octavius is, like, I love it. Great character. Why the fuck did he attach his spine permanently to these robotic things that he needs an inhibitor chip so it doesn't control him? Uh, What's your opinion on that? I mean, I get it. Um, Okay, you know what? I take that back. I don't get why he fuses it to himself. (laughs) Because... In any other circumstance, he just it's a an apparatus that he can just use and it's fine. But this one they they go with this whole like it drills right into my spine. It feels great. I can use it all the time. This little chip here, that makes sure it doesn't take over my brain, Peter. I'll be fine. Of course it's not fucking fine. It's a goddamn comic book movie. He basically fucking dies. The chip goes haywire. This this thing is just fucking drilled into his spine. He can't get the damn thing off. So you know it's gonna go. Yeah, like I don't understand that. I don't get why they did. If it had been the incident that fused it to his spine, I would have accepted that. I'd be like, okay, he got burned or something like that. Like, okay, it's got fused in. And then the proceeding fucking out of left field fucking horror movie this turns into when the <laughs> arms just murder all the surgeons. Are you kidding me? I, that was one of my favorite parts of this movie. The evil is because it makes that's me a, think of Evil that's Dead. The thing I love that scene too, but it's so out of light. It's a fucking Spider-Man movie, <laughs> and like it turns I don't into get a like fucking horror movie. <laughs> like I can understand, like oh well, yeah, we're gonna give this the arms AI so it can uh, think on its own, so I don't have to focus all the time. But if I'm going to be like grabbing the sun with the power of the sun in the palm of my hands with my bare hands, I'm going to be focusing really fucking hard on my hands. Yeah. So I don't think I need an AI robot. See, this is something I got into a topic a long time ago with some people. Um, that Doc Ock taking punches the way he did in this movie makes absolutely no fucking sense. You've got a super strong superhero punching just a normal fucking dude. He has nothing special happen to him. He is a normal fucking dude who just has robotic arms. So getting hit in the face, like, his face should be broken, and he should be knocked the fuck out. <laughs> like, he should not be trading blows. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot of people love this movie, and I'm one of them, but it does have his flaws, and... 
like the reason why I really love this movie, the train scene. Like that's probably the, my favorite. Maybe like tied with the Logan final forest scene for my favorite movie moment, uh, comic book movies moments of all time. Fair enough. But like the Logan one, the reason why that one's one of my favorites is because it was built up after 10 years. That's like true. this one had it, it was two it was years. Building. This one had two years, no, no buildup. And it's one of the best comic book scenes of all time, in my opinion. I can agree with that. And the fucking glass that kills Mrs. Octavius slices her in the that fucking shit. face. It's like, oh, Raimi, you're showing a little bit of your uh, true colors there. They just took... No, I'm, I'm going to look this up. I'm going to look this up. Okay, you look this up. I'll, I'll, I'll keep talking. You said okay, so this came out in two thousand four. I have a I have a theory. I swear to God, if, if I'm right about what I how I have how I'm thinking this, that scene can suck my balls. Another thing that I really like this movie is it sets up uh, Harry Osborn becoming a villain. It does, doesn't it? Does it does. Yeah, like he... now. Hang on. With this, I have to say. The way they handled it felt like Anakin in the prequels. Spider-Man killed my dad. I could never trust Spider-Man. He must die. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole bag of potatoes that we're going to talk about at Spider-Man 3. Because I have my opinions about that one. I think we all do. But I thought it was... I thought it was good when he didn't know who Spider-Man was. Fucking God. Like, yeah, of course. I was, you got something? I have a theory. <laughs> All right, let's hear your theory. <laughs> he stole that scene straight up um, out of Bride of Chucky. Because Bride of Chucky had a similar glass death scene. Really? I will, I am not ashamed to admit I I've seen Bride of Chucky. I watched it a long time ago when I was younger. Uh, I don't care for it now, but I didn't mind it when I was a kid because I didn't know any. I didn't really know horror yet. I'm also. I am undoubtedly I am atomically correct. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, dog should not be fucking. But anyway, getting back on the Spider-Man. Getting back on Spider-Man. Uh, there's a scene where they're in a hotel room and uh, she throws a champagne bottle into the top where there's a mirror over the waterbed and then it shatters and kills them. And there's a part where they're like, ah! So I think Raimi just saw that. It was like, yeah, I need to do this for my movie. And he just did it with, with that and I was just that's just my opinion. I think he saw that movie and wanted to make that scene have more of a meaning other than being a dumb horror movie because he liked it for some reason. I don't know. I'm not a director. I'm not in Hollywood. I don't know how they think it off my back. I mean, I think it, he made it a really good scene. I mean, I remember that. That stuck with me as a child. It's not the only thing that stuck with you. 
I don't know if I should make an inappropriate joke or a Spider-Man related joke. So I'm going to say neither. <laughs> I'm going to take your pick. Roll the dice. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, no. Um, Spider-Man 2, I can't. I'm, it comes in at five out of eight for me. Five out of eight. Because I think it was too long. I've discussed this. I, I've talked about this with you before. I think it's too freaking long. When I watched Spider-Man 2, I hit a point where I think the movie should have been over by now, and it's not. I think they focus too much on the love triangle of the James Franco, Kirsten Dunst, and Tobey Maguire than they do just focusing on Spider-Man having to fucking fight Doc Ock and dealing with Harry on the side. Like, that I would have been fine with, but the love triangle is where I'm just like, come on, man. Like, I understand this movie I'm fine with. Like, because he, yeah, that, that's my only thing. Don't, I, I didn't like the focus on the love triangle. I get it got started in the first movie, but I don't think that's something that needed to continue. But cause, there's parts of it where I'm like, okay, like, leading into the next movie where they break it off and whatever, I'm like, I'm fine with that. Like they're starting to hit tension water. Cause you know, he's Spider-Man and he has to do this and that. And she's trying to do a thing. And like, Harry's still there being Harry. And I think this one started where the third one got kind of just started dumb. I think this movie started it. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's fair. But yeah, just just me personally, every time I watch it, I think it's too long. I always, every fucking time I'm there, and I, I think it's the end, and it's, and I remember it's not. Uh, but there are parts in this movie I do like. Um, the Stanley cameos always great, no matter what they are. I don't care. I just look for Stanley. I don't give a fuck. Um, you know, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. <laughs> uh, the surgeon room. I think that's one of my favorite scenes out of the whole fucking movie because it just turns into a horror movie out of out of left fucking field. It turns into a horror movie of the mechanical arms just taking these different things and murdering surgeons and blood going everywhere. Like it turns into a horror movie out of left field, and I I love it. Um, and of course, you know, him stopping the train, that's an iconic Spider-Man scene, just something to show like he's a true hero and what he put himself in. Um, and I've heard it, I heard it said that uh, people really like the scene uh, when he's coming, when Doc Ock's coming in to fight Spider-Man after that. And he, the people are like, you want to get Spider-Man, you got to get through us. <laughs> and he goes through them really quick. Yeah. <laughs> that scene there I hear, I heard on, uh, I've heard that, you know, that's another scene people like. Um, it's a great callback to the first movie when all everyone's throwing stuff at goblins. Like, oh, you gotta get through them, and they all stop goblins somehow. <laughs> it is like, I have machine guns in the air. But a bottle will stop me. <laughs> it is a good callback, especially to just see these people just get fucked up by the dude with the arms. <laughs> Gotta get through us. Okay. <laughs> uh, at that point, what do you expect to happen? I think they expected Green Goblin where he was going to run away. <laughs> um, 
All right, for uh, for me, uh, <laughs> Raimi number two, it's actually third. Third. Yeah. Yeah, that's getting ranked pretty high for you. I love Raimi too. I mean, okay. but there's like I said, it's not a bad movie. I just think there's other movies that are better. True. I can't argue there. And then going into the fucking garbage fire that is the third Sam Raimi movie. I, I can't. I can't with this one. I hate this movie so fucking much. <laughs> All right. I will take the helm because I have some opinions about why this movie is secretly great. And this came out in uh, 06? 07. Oh, damn. They took, Matt, they took an extra year on this shit. <laughs> This shit well got an extra year. Okay. Spider-Man 3. It's a bad movie. It's garbage. It's fucking um, terrible. I will not argue that. It killed um for like 10 fucking there, years. This movie was so bad, nobody wanted to touch Venom. Yeah. And it's, it's the uh, <laughs> studio's fault. They're like, you gotta put in Venom. You gotta put in Venom. See, like, I don't this- want to put in Venom. This is a prime example of the same thing that DC does to every fucking movie it's had, where the studio, the, the, the whoever owns it is just like, no, this is what you're going to do. We want this in here, and you're going to do it, or we'll find somebody else. So Raimi did it, but he made a fucking terrible movie, and I don't know if he did it on purpose or if he really tried. I can't tell. <laughs> um, like, okay. Why I think this may be secretly good. I mean, like I said, it's trash, but it's, like, good trash. Because, like, the movie theme is all about, like, vengeance and forgiveness and freedom. And, like, that's all I think about, like, uh... Because originally it was just going to be Sandman. So I think the original plot with him being, like, the bad guy who killed uh, Uncle Ben, I think that was going to be the original thing. You know what? This was the original Martha. <laughs> this was the original Martha right here. Ben oh, I don't Parker. think it's that bad. Ben Parker? How do you know him? I'm the one who shot him, Peter. I, I was just trying to rob it with my friend. And, and he got the thing, and I shot him, and then I'm like, oh, no, what? He put me in the car, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm dusting away. Uh, I don't feel so good. It is the original fucking Martha, where it just um, fucking it gets brought up, and then it stops everything, and they make up, and it's all fine, and he goes away. Just uh, like Tom, Thomas Hayden Church, he, he's a great actor. Like, he killed the Sam Enroll. That's the thing, like, even with the bad ones, like, even with Spider-Man 3, I don't mind how Sandman was done. It's just the movie as a whole is a fucking garbage fire. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, no, the movie's terrible, but hey, Sandman had his fucking doofy-ass shirt. That is true, at least they, at least there's Whoa, that. music. Um, <clears throat> but no, like, uh, when oh. Sandman rebuilt himself, that was fucking amazing. Now, when, like, the black suit reveal was amazing. It black was. suit Spider-Man versus Sandman. That was amazing. Yeah. 
like it had all these amazing parts that just couldn't be held together. Um, one of my favorite parts of this movie is the church scene. That scene, overall, I did enjoy. I that was good straight out of the which God, that's something with Raimi like he takes a lot of the things he does straight out of the comics he had so he knows how they're supposed to be he knows how they're supposed to go yeah like but this is exactly what I have on my notes right here god damn it like it had so many good pieces that could have made this movie great but, but it was they didn't it's one of the things where I think it was rushed no, I agree. I think it was too much uh, studio meddling, and that made it. It made it. Terrible. It made it so bad because they wanted Venom in there, and it's like I don't have anything written for Venom. And they're like, I don't care. I want the Venom in there. We're paying for it. You're putting the Venom in there. Yeah, Venom, Venom was fucking terrible. It was black suit yeah. Spider Man with a sharp piranha mouth, and it was fucking horrible. Yeah, he was way too skinny. Um, way too skinny, but way I too small. He had a Spider-Man suit, and that shouldn't have been a thing. It was bad casting with the role of Eddie Brock and Venom, and it was bad, bad CGI design for how Venom should look. Yeah, but I did like uh, how Spider-Man ended up beating him using his uh, thinker noggin with the pipes that he just puts all around him, and that's how. The Tom Holland, who will, who will discuss by the end, that's how his Spider-Man is being made out to be. And that is one thing I I like it when when that stuff happens, when you're true to how the character is. Because Peter Parker thinks about how he's going to do things before just charging. Yeah. Like uh, with uh, Tobey Maguire, his Spider-Man is a brawler. Like, he hits you hard. Like, he's all about hitting you hard. So it was nice to see him, like, not be able to physically outbeat him, but he had to think about it like Peter Parker would do. That's true. I think that's where... And they were even planning a fourth movie. Thank, I, I kind of mm-hmm. want to say thank God that didn't happen because he would, they were talks about Carnage as Jim Carrey as Carnage and just no. Just no. Just no. Um, or, and... I think this is actually why they did this for the next Spider-Man. Uh, Dr. Kurt Connors. Oh, that's right. They did have him in there, and they had the Venom suit. He was going for the comic book way, which is Peter brings the symbiote and is like, hey, what is this? Doc, help me with a thingy. And then he analyzes it, and he uses it to remake his arm, and he turns into the lizard. That's the original story for that. So that's what he was going with. And they also yeah, had, like he had uh, a sample and everything. A little something I pointed out a while back. They had Mysterio in there the whole fucking time. Do you know... Oh, uh, Bruce Campbell? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say... Did you say, like, Bruce Campbell? Like I did say Bruce Campbell. Like, Evil Dead Bruce Campbell? Or, like, Campbell Soup Bruce Campbell? Like, Evil Dead. Groovy. Bruce Campbell is the finest man to grace a silver screen. 
All the other actors just degrade his noble scenes. The Oscars should award him for his wondrous career. Hold a town parade for him with each movie premiere. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Oh, yeah. I went there. I couldn't help it. Okay. I feel like you used me for a joke. Because <laughs> you clearly knew that I knew it was Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Campbell was in all three movies. All three times he was a different person. Uh, a waiter. <laughs> he was... <laughs> He was uh, at the wrestling thing. Uh, he was the announcer there in the first movie. Second movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, second movie, he was the waiter in the French restaurant. And then the third one, we had uh, him as the usher to the theater, which is where he drops the line that he is Mysterio. So fun. Oh, he straight up says that? He doesn't straight up say it, but it's... Uh... <sighs> If you look at the way his lines were written for the role, they were setting him up as Mysterio. Because, like, Peter goes to get in, and uh, he doesn't have a ticket, so Bruce Campbell stops him, and he's like, I'm sorry, did you, uh, the show's already started. And he's like, yeah, I know, I know, I I got here late, my girlfriend's in it. He's like, no, that's that's fine, but once the show starts, uh, I can't open up that door, because if I do, it'll break the illusion of the entire act. And it was that like that he was Mysterio. And that's why you keep seeing this guy pop up as different people. Oh, that would make sense. So interesting. Yeah. And that was the thing for uh, the the fourth movie he was writing and that it was going to be, are you ready for this? I am ready. The sinister six. Ooh, no. (laughs) They were going to bring back Green Goblin, Sandman, Mysterio, (sighs) Venom. (laughs) Oh, Carnage. And I believe I heard at some point they were also talking about either Doc Ock or bringing in a new character again and using Vulture instead of Doc Ock. Well, I mean, they kind of killed. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So they were going to do just... That would have been a fucking shit show. (laughs) Like, okay, so Green Goblin? Yeah, he's back from the dead. Uh, Sandman? He figured himself out. He wants to be a bad guy. Uh, uh, Venom? He's back from the dead. And and, and, uh, here's Carnage and, and Mysterio. And here's another new guy, Vulture. Like, yeah. That was the gist of how they were going to do that fucking movie. So thank God they never made that. Like, thank God. Yes. Sometimes things die for the good good of everything. Oh, God. Just the casting for it. Fucking Jim Carrey is carnage. That would have been so bad. I'm sorry. It would have been we could, bad. We could get John Malkovich as Vulture. Honestly, I want to say that was that was thought of. When I looked, uh, when I looked at this, I want to say he was at one point. I had heard he was in talks for that when I was, yeah. So I think it was between him I mean, and uh, oh god, I can't remember the other. There was him and somebody else they had talked about for that role, 
And it was like, I mean, the movie never got made. And I'm like, thank fucking God that movie never got made. That sounds fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, Mal- Malkovich is a fucking dead ringer for Adrian Toomes in the comic. I don't I see. I like him as an actor in general, and I don't think he'd do bad as a villain because he, he hasn't before. But just that movie itself would have been worse than three. So there would have been no oh, yeah. saving anything. But thank God that fell through and just thank God. Um, so where do you rank it? I'm putting this at eight out of eight. Like, fuck this movie. Ooh, eight out. Fuck this movie. I hope it burns in hell. This movie's just garbage, man. This movie was a total garbage fire. You know, I put this movie at a six out of eight. Ooh. There are two movies, and I have, you can probably guess which two I dislike even more. Oh God! I, one of them is probably the one that I'm that's going to be tied for me, just because I hate both of them so much. <sighs> we'll find out. Well, speaking of movies uh, that are also garbage, um, well, after Spider-Man Three failed hard, um, uh, I, don't, I don't have. Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Yep, the first and but not the last time a Brit played Spider-Man. That's true. That was the first time. Huh. What year? And that one came out. We were so we were in high school, right? Uh, 2012 came out right at the end. Oh, wow, yeah, it came out right when we were graduating. That'll tell you how old we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're young. Um, so, yeah, this movie... <sighs> Man, I don't know what the fuck it's bad. <laughs> like, the first Sam Raimi movie, it made, like, three million, three million or some shit in an opening weekend. Like, it did great. And I can still go back and watch the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, and I still enjoy it, which is why I ranked it so high. Amazing Spider-Man, I've seen multiple times. It has not gotten better with each viewing. No, it doesn't age well. They made the fucking Spider-Man mean, and I fucking hate that. Not only that, you know what makes me, you know what ends up making you hate this movie Anyway, is it that has the same end plot as the TMNT uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, Michael Bay movie? Yes, it has the same <laughs> fucking ending as Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Again, I just want to reiterate: we did not practice that. We did not talk about this beforehand. We both noticed. We both separately noticed that and hate that. We've seen both of those movies and both of us have realized they're the same fucking ending. <laughs> and I can't tell you which one's better because they're both garbage. <coughs> Neither one's better because, yeah, they're both fucking terrible. The Michael Bay Ninja Turtles, if you haven't seen it, ended with Shredder Don't. and just trying to spew out shit and like we're just gonna mutate and kill everyone like and how do you think amazing spider-man ended with lizard climbing on top of a building 
Yeah. Putting Poor it, Peter Parker. Putting in the same shit that made him a lizard and just spewing it over the city. Because, you know, when I think of the lizard, he has the exact same motivations as Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> Like no, he's he, no, he's not a tragic person who's trying to get the better and has a Jekyll and Hyde thing or Jekyll and Hyde thing going on. I think no, I think that pissed me off with this movie more than anything when it came to the villain is that Lizard has no, absolutely no redeeming quality. They just make him a straight fucking monster. <laughs> like he goes from the professor. To the lizard, and then there's no redemption for him. The lizard, as a villain, has redemption. He's constantly just like, I don't want to kill people, but like, I know if I turn into lizard, I'm lose control. I need you to help me. Blah, blah, blah. This one, they just go straight. He's an asshole. He's the lizard, and he wants everyone else to be as miserable as he is. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate this movie. Like, so- especially like, like Dr. Connors knows that the lizard is an evil guy, but no, let's make him have one conscious. As long if he's got the arm, he's fucking crazy. It, yeah, this movie was not good. The only thing I like about this movie that I don't mind watching the scene specifically is him breaking through the library because it's a Stanley cameo and it's hilarious. It's the only oh yeah, that the fight in that whole, entire fucking movie, the whole the whole fight in the school. Um, I will say my other favorite scene is when uh, Lizard gets his arm for the first time when he wakes up and he's got that fucking cocoon on his arm. Like that's a cool scene. Okay, that one that one is pretty neat. Uh, the cocooned arm, I'll agree with you there. But the library scene is the only scene that I I truly love in that movie, and it's and it's <sighs> unaware Stan Lee, so great. It suffers from the same thing that Spider-Man 2 and 3 do, where it focuses too much on a lesser story of the overall picture. Which with Amazing Spider-Man, they focus so much on his uncle's death. Fucking why? Even Which, the by the way, Spider-Man movie, he's like, okay, my uncle died, I hunt, he hunts the guy down, he takes care of it, and then he moves on, and he's like, okay, I need to be better, I need to be a hero. He doesn't do that in this movie. He just constantly fucking cries about like oh, my uncle died you just you just reminded me by showing me the shirt and okay. can't be Spider-Man. No, let, let me tell you something really fucking <laughs> stupid about how fucking uncle ben fucking died in this fucking movie uncle ben sees a guy trip and drop a gun and it's like oh you know what this is clearly a bad guy i'm gonna scream and get his attention instead of hiding if it's a bad guy run away from the man with the gun <laughs> uh, I'd like to take the reins on this one for a second. <clears throat> Go ahead. La 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 la. <clears throat> Doing the happy dance. Doing the happy dance. <laughs> <sighs> He's got a gun, but he hasn't fired a shot. <sighs> this is my chance for redemption in Peter's eyes. Hey, you crazy man with the gun! You can't use it if you're focused on me. I can howl and oh, 
Oh, I should have run. I realized that I should I should have run. I don't know why I did that. Peter with great power, something, something. And then Peter regrets that, though, like the whole fucking movie. The whole rest of the fucking movie. He's just like, oh, my uncle was trying to be a good guy and got killed in the city. I, I can't be Spider-Man. I can't. Grow shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Spider-Man. Be Spider-Man. Just god damn it, man. Like how did Sam And I hate that, that he well. Like I hate that he becomes Spider-Man. Like, oh he, why does Spider-Man wear a mask? Oh, because so people won't see his identity when he goes to beat people up because of someone who might be who wanted to kill his uncle. See, now let's talk about the fucking wear, turning of the cranes. If I wear the Spider-Man mask, then no one can come after my the rest of my family, and I can be Spider-Man. But I'm gonna be just a total fucking dick bag to everyone that gets close to me because I can't have you getting close and secret, bro. Your dad's a cop, Gwen. I can't date you. The fuck out of here. But Jared, you're forgetting. Seekers you don't keep are the best ones. I'm sorry. I'm, I I just... <laughs> both of these movies, this one and the second one, like, I can't do it. I fucking hate both of them. And I'm, I'm sorry to anyone that likes them. I can't. I'm not. I can't. Like, I can't. I can't watch these movies. Like, both of them... <sighs> Whoever wrote the story to these was a fucking idiot and didn't know anything about character arcs or building a character that you give a shit about because I didn't give any shits about this Spider-Man, like, at all. Like, Lizard could have bitten his head off and eaten him, and I would have cheered for Lizard to, to destroy the city. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. No, I agree. In fact, this I'm movie would way Spider-Man. more like a Lizard movie. Um, Like, fucking... How about the scene where Spider-Man can't web anywhere, so everyone turns the cranes, all the workers happen to be in their cranes, and all turn to Spider-Man so he can swing to one building? Yeah, see, I can't. I can't. I can't, I can't talk about this movie anymore. I'm just going to keep yelling. That's, I, that's I can't. how I feel. Let's just move on to the next garbage fire that I, was even worse. Wait, wait, we have to rate this movie. Do we have to? Seven out of eight. I give it a six because the the sequel that we're about to talk about, I feel is even worse because there was so much potential that they threw in there that they shit it on, not only in the movie, but everything they were building up to. And it pissed me off so much. You know, but you should be happy about the amazing Spider-Man too, because, uh, Peter Parker just stopped caring about his uncle. Cold. Yeah, but that's not the way you need to, like, just fuck these people. Fuck <laughs> these people that were doing these. Fuck every last one of Fuck every last person that wrote the script and story for these movies because they didn't give a shit about character. No, what they wanted to do, <laughs> and I have this on my notes, there was no theme to this movie. There was no coherent plot they were just like oh the MCU is doing their own universe we should do our own so we'll set up this Sinister Six yeah so Spider-Man 2 what year did that one come out for the amazing 
Was that like uh, 2014? Yeah, 14. <sighs> Fuck this movie even harder than the first one. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> You know, I'm going to admit something. Even harder than the first movie. I've seen this movie like three or four times. Just same. So I can get here. I don't remember it. I do remember it. It was burned in my brain. (laughs) I remember two things. It made me so mad. I remember the rest of it. Amazing Spider-Man 2 made me so fucking mad. It's burned into my brain. So you have Jamie Foxx. Uh, Andrew Garfield again. And I don't know who the fuck played Green Goblin because I have only seen him in one other fucking movie, which was another movie that... A movie that's very, very mixed with who liked and who didn't. But uh, Chronicle? No, see, I didn't see that one. Um, No. He's great in Chronicle. Valerian. There we go. He plays the, the male lead in Valerian. Oh yeah, yeah. See, no, I, I haven't watched that. I hadn't seen him in anything other than than this movie, and this movie was so fucking terrible. I didn't really have a good going into seeing Valerian, and so I'm I don't really care for it as much. I know some people that did, but I don't. Um, and I think that's part of the reason is that actor was killed for me with this movie. Um, he plays our Green Goblin. Uh, then Jake- I wouldn't call him Green Goblin. Yeah, yeah. Um. He is genetic disease goblin. <laughs> For real. He's an STD goblin. <laughs> yep. There we go. STD goblin. Syphilis goblin. <laughs> uh, and then you have your Gwen Stacy played by uh, uh, Emma Stone. Stone. Thank you. There's too many fucking Emmas. There's like three different Emmas and I always get confused of which one's fucking which. Stop naming... Famous people, just change your first name and I'm fine. But these, you're all fucking Emma. And I just, god damn it. No, but she's back. I fucking, I know, I'm going to reiterate. I despise this movie more than than the first Amazing Spider-Man. Fucking, they did not earn the death of Gwen Stacy. They did not earn that. No, they did not. By the way, you're forgetting one person, very important person. What's that? Alice Gay or Stishevich. The Rhino. Fuck <laughs> you. We are not mentioning the Rhino. <laughs> that, okay, my dad and me were super happy when we saw the thing about Rhino being an amazing Spider Man, too. Like, when we were seeing things about it, we're like, oh, fuck yeah, like, we like Jamie Foxx. He can be pretty good if you give him a role that, like, he can be good, depending on what it is. We're like, maybe he can do this. Yeah. yeah. And then we heard about the Rhino. We're like, oh, man, that would be a great, like, Electro and Rhino versus Spider-Man. That would be pretty cool. And they didn't fucking go that route at all. There was no mention of Green Goblin. Like, that wasn't really a thing they talked about a whole lot. It was more focused on Rhino and Electro. And that wasn't the fucking My favorite. Fuck this. My favorite part about Rhino <laughs> is the fact that all of his uh, movie scenes are in all the trailers. And that's my favorite thing. <sighs> he has like two minutes of footage. It's all in the trailers. I just... So, I, 
can't. You, you want to know how I feel about this movie? How do you feel about this movie? There are my notes. Wow. I, I'm done with this movie. I can't even... Literally, I have like, what's good about this movie? Nothing. I can't think of a single thing. I have something to say about it. Go ahead. I don't know if you want to know what I have to say. I mean, I defended Spider-Man 3, so you can say something about it. That's how I feel about this movie. I hope it dies. Yeah. (laughs) This movie was the 8 out of 8. Yeah, this one... You have two eights and then a six. You don't have a seven. Yeah, I guess this one's going to have to go to seven, and it'll be eight for you. Um, but let me just say, the Rhino thing, they have him in the beginning when he has an armor truck he's stolen. He gets stopped, and he gets put in jail. And then you don't fucking see him again the whole rest of the fucking movie. And then it delves into Jamie Foxx, who's our Electro, who falls into a fucking tank full of modified electric eels to give electricity with the cable in his hand. So he's getting electrocuted twice over becomes electro. Again, I have no fucking idea how the hell they, they thought that one out in the studio room other than just snorting a whole bunch of Coke. And they're like, he just becomes electricity. And that's, that's what happened. They just, you know what they did for him? They watched fucking gremlins and they saw how the electric gremlin was made and they just (laughs) made it work for electro. It was fucking dumb. And the whole rest of the movie, he's he's a fucking mess of a villain. He's just like, I don't know who I am. Who am I? Who am Do I? Do you see Spider-Man? me? Spider-Man saw me once. Other than that, nobody ever came to fuck about me. And, and then he fights Spider-Man, and it's fucking dumb. He does the itty-bitsy spider ran down the water spout song with electricity. Oh, my God, he does. And beats the shit out of Spider-Man, and I can't. I fucking can't. <laughs> if it were a better movie, that might be something you could do. But this movie was so terrible overall that that made it worse. And then, yeah, no. Oh, my fucking God. And then. And then on top of every fucking thing else. Do you know what we got on top of that? Uh, a failed orgasm. You get the death of Gwen Stacy, which, let me remind you, they have not earned. They did not earn the right to kill Gwen. And second, she didn't fall, they didn't throw off a bridge. They just threw her down a fucking bell tower and she smacks her fucking head off. I'm sorry to laugh on this, but they're like, oh, she broke her neck. Oh, Gwen Stacy. Like, dude, she didn't break her neck. Like, you're fucking blind. She hit the fucking she concrete. She did not break her neck. Yeah, her brain is a pudding. <laughs> yeah, like, like you, you could pick up the rest of Gwen off the floor. Like, it was bad. You, you could, if you put Gwen's head to the side, her brain would just drain out. That's what happened to her. And my, and my problem with that is, like, that takes away all of the levity. 
that Gwen Stacy's death had in the comics. Because in the comics, Spider-Man killed him. Yeah, she's thrown off the bridge because Gwen Stacy is with Peter Parker. And Green Goblin comes back, Norman Osborn, and figures out that he's Peter Parker. So he's like, okay, well, you have a choice. You can either stop me and throws Gwen off the bridge. And it's like, or you can save the girl that you love. Like, it's your choice, but I'm going to fly the fuck out of here. And then Gwen tries to save her. And it had an emotional impact because it's like, he's trying to do the right thing by saving her, but he snaps her neck just out of pure momentum. And Green Goblin gets away and it like sends him down a dark path. This one didn't fucking do that. It's just like, oh, you like this girl at one point? Huh? Well, fuck you, Peter. And then throws her down a bell tower and then she dies. And then he has a whole emotional, oh, but I loved you. Like, you've been fucking dick to her like the whole movie. Like, how am I supposed to feel sad for her? You fucking did it yourself, in my opinion. Like, and, she was probably and can I say herself by how mean you were being. So, I mean, no. <laughs> no. Can I, can I fucking say I think it's stupid? Like, I, I don't remember much. The fucking web turns into a hand. <sighs> like, we get it. it. He's trying it to does. save her. The web he shoots, it does. It turns into a little hand with little fingers grabbing her grabbing her leg. But, oh, no, she hit the floor. She's dead. Yeah, no, just fuck that scene. Fuck this movie. And then to add insult to injury, they did the Sinister Six thing at the bottom of Oscorp where they have all, like, the Doc Ock arms, the Vulture suit, the Rhino suit, and a Shocker suit. Like, all this cool shit. And you're like... Oh man, Sinister Six, like cool, but it doesn't fucking matter because the movie's so te- it's so fucking bad that it was never gonna happen. So that was just a cock tease. And then on top of that, do you, do do you remember how they fucking ended this goddamn garbage fire? Oh yeah, Rhino. Yeah, they and bring the Rhino back in a Rhino suit. Finally, like like a really cool looking Rhino suit. And it ends with him webbing a fucking sewer grate and throwing it in his horn. And then they ended the movie. They end the movie on what could have been the coolest fight of the whole movie. Something to at least give it some kind of redemption. And they ended it. And you know what pisses me off even more about that? hate with this one. Fucking, he opens up the map. He opens up the rhino suit to gloat. There are cops with guns pointed at him. Fucking, I don't Shoot. understand that. Man. It's like Venom pulling back the Venom face to show his own face and talk to Spider-Man. Like, just leave the rhino suit down. You're getting shot at. Like, you're fine. We know who you are. We saw you at the beginning. It's fine. It's fine. God, I hope this movie burns in hell. This movie's, this one's worse than the first one, which was, that's an accomplishment because the first one wasn't very good. There was a lot of room to improve, and they did not. They took the opposite of any advice anyone gave them. But, but you know. Oh, God, fuck this movie. This movie did give us one good thing. What is that? Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, you know, Homecoming, yes. We're going to get into a movie that I do like. Um, I just want to backtrack to Spider-Man 3 real quick. There is one okay. good thing that we got out of a terrible thing with Spider-Man 3. And what is that? Bully Maguire. Don't get me wrong. Emo Peter Parker was fucking terrible in Spider-Man 3. But the memes 
and different fucking hilarious jokes we've got out of that mean Peter Parker. That is the only good thing that came out of Spider-Man 3. And Amazing mean- Spider-Man 2 didn't give a shit. There was nothing salvageable out of that other than it led yeah. to Homecoming. Like, uh, Spider-Man 3, they knew it was camp. Oh, yeah. But the thing is, like, people in, in, the, in the movie universe, they loved emo Peter Parker. They're like, oh, my God, he's so cool. It's just, it's just fun to use him on just random shit. Like, just, it, it really is. Like, Have you seen the video of that scene without music? Yes, yes, where he's dancing down the street. Oh, and shout out to uh, the YouTube channel Aldo Jones because when uh, <laughs> when Infinity War and Endgame were coming, <laughs> when Endgame was coming out, he did one of his weird trailers, and they had they had Captain America sitting with like a tear coming down his face. You know, like talking about all the friends that you know, whatever in Infinity War, and then it just has Bully Maguire show up and just be like, "Oh, you gonna cry about it, <laughs> friends? <laughs> You'll get your right when you fix this damn door." <laughs> that's the only thing, but that's the thing with Amazing Spider-Man Two. There's none of that. There's nothing in here that I have for meme-worthy, other than scrape the rest of Gwen Stacy off the floor. <laughs> <sighs> other than that, this movie was just bad. Like there was nothing good in it. Get an S. It was trap. Fucking Green Goblin, a Rhino that left so much to be wanted and they didn't use an electro nice was a confused nice guy electro <coughs> he was like electro no 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 like, Jared. a nice guy my lady <sighs> that's what i mean okay moving on <laughs> fuck this movie again for the 80th time just don't watch it it's bad they didn't know you could tell, it was, it was bad. You could tell with both Amazing Spider-Man one and two that it was just Sony trying to keep the license, and they needed to push something out, much like they did with the Fantastic Four. It just, just, just something to push out to keep the label, and that's all they gave a shit about. Yeah, but then we did so, get. But actually, you know, technically, we didn't get Homecoming first. If you want to be technical. Mm-hmm. Now we got Civil War. It's true. Technically speaking. Which a little. Yeah. Little sidebar. Shit. Sorry, I dropped my microphone. Um, <clears throat> when I went to go see Civil War in theaters, um, and, you know, they had that big white letters for every location. And then Tony's like, like, I, oh, I got a guy. And then Queens came up. The noise I made was not human. Was it like that? Was that the noise you made? No, it was like <laughs> your famous like screech. <laughs> it was high pitched. It was squeaky, and people <laughs> turned. 
Because it was like within like opening weekend. So Spider-Man. It was going to be the first time that we get to see what they were doing with Spider-Man for the MCU, who had been doing... The MCU is doing fucking great. They're still doing great. They had been doing great. So when Civil War comes out and you and you see that and you're like, you had heard about Spider-Man and you're like, oh my God, this is it. This is our introduction. And there's just this geeky looking fucking kid that comes home and you're like, who the fuck is this? And then, it, and then you see Tony and it's like, hey, Peter. And you're like, this is it. This is our Peter Parker. And I love Civil War into Homecoming because we don't get an origin story. They don't beat a dead horse. Yeah, and I have to say, though it's no uh, great power comes great responsibility, but when uh, Peter Parker said, when you have power and bad things happen, they happen because of you, like, that is Spider-Man right there. That is the Peter Parker-Spider-Man combination I've been waiting for. That is comic Spider-Man right there. Did you know what else we got with the homecoming? Uh, probably an actual good Spider-Man accurate theme song that they did. Yeah, it was it, it was just a blunt in your face. Like you already know it's a Spider-Man theme song, but we're not going to use any words. Still, like listen to that. You still know what it is. I love it. And love the high school and like because he's a kid in high school. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I fucking like when that came on, people in the theater were singing the Spider-Man theme. Like Marvel knew what they were doing. Oh, Marvel knew. Marvel knew. And Tom Holland is probably my favorite. I I think over, I know uh, there's a person I work with. Uh, I'm going to shout him out here, Sean Muma. Yeah, fuck you, Muma. Fuck you, Muma. He, uh, he hates Tom Holland. He's like, I like him when okay. he's in an Avengers what? movie and when he's with the group, but by himself, I don't really care for him. Like, he just does, he doesn't like him by himself, so he won't watch Spider Man or Far From Home. Well, Muma can go fuck himself. Yeah, for real. Like he's he's the most he is the best Spider-Man we're going to get because he thinks everything through. He's very very smart. He doesn't just go in and start whooping ass when it's something like when he first fights Vulture in Homecoming here. He doesn't just like head on like I'm just going to whoop this guy like no, he if you watch that, he really is trying to think like what can I do against this? Like I've never fought a dude like this before like how am i gonna get out of this and that is yeah, the like, spider-man you need because peter parker is very thoughty he's very like thinking <laughs> um, thoughts <laughs> but he is that's just who he is he thinks about the situation before he heads in that's why like comic spider-man has eight million different suits because each one is for a different villain that he needs it for yeah and this was I fucking this movie so good is I and can we talk about the best part about this whole movie? It depends on what what do you think the best part is? Michael Keaton. Okay, Michael Keaton as Vulture was that was priceless. 
that was a great choice. Like the dude played Batman and just has always been like, no, I am Batman kind of thing. And then you cast him as the vulture and he does amazing with it. He's intimidating. He's scary. And he has that like smart guy side to it of like, I'm going to outthink you kid. Like no matter what you do, I'm going to outthink you. Like I've been doing this a long time. Like the whole car ride to homecoming when he's slowly figuring out to the dance. I fucking love that scene. Just him turning around with the gun and just being like, does she know? Does she know who you are? Well, I fucking know who you are. So you can make a choice. Either you can be Spider-Man and you can come stop me or you can go to the dance with my daughter and you forget that we ever met outside of this car or I'll fucking kill you and everyone you've ever loved, kid. And it's like, oh my God, that is the kind of villain this is the villain that you need for your first Spider-Man on his own. He's not a kid with all these other big heroes like Cap. He's on his own. And the reality of being a hero gets set real fucking hard for him real quick. Yeah. And it, everything about the whole like villain squad with uh, the shocker, the thinker. Yes. Like, Okay. You have the thinker, which is just the nerdy dude that, like, is always by himself, you know, like, like, you know, like you leave the lab for an hour and he's just in the corner jerking off because he thinks no one's coming back. That's who the thinker is. <laughs> Yo, oh, oh, I didn't know anybody was coming back. Oh, no. Like, that's, that's who he is. And that's who he's in the comics, too. He's just this weird little fucking dude that knows how to make stuff. And him and the vulture are making the suits. Yeah, they have the shocker in there you know, using the the concussive airwaves and like just which God are fucking crossbones fucking fists. That I did not backing up to Civil War, I did not like that about crossbones. It didn't need that. It didn't need that. You didn't need the shocker fists. You didn't you didn't need it. But I guess well, that, I think I what happened is a tie into homecoming. I think the reason why they made it that, but they made it their own with the whole concussive thing added on later. That's true. But I thought, I just loved everything about the whole, like, they're scavengers, they're rebuilding things. See, that's the thing where Homecoming changed it up for a villain. Vulture and Shocker, all the guys in Homecoming, you can. <sighs> you wanted them if to win. If you're an average working everyday person, you can relate to Vulture at them. Like, they got paid by the city to clean up all the mess from the first Avengers movie. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. comes in and tells him to fuck off. And is like, okay, well, you know, take it up with our boss. Like, who's your boss? Like, oh, well, we're not allowed to tell you that. So, like, go fuck yourself. And he, they lose all the money from cleaning up. So, he just they just turn to stealing it and using it to make their own shit to make ends meet. Because they just lost millions of dollars working all these different sites and they can't use any of the money or get any money. So you end up feeling bad for them. You understand where they're coming from. They're not just bad to be bad. Yeah. Like it's a great motivation. I would say, I don't know between him and Thanos. I don't have a favorite villain because both of them are so perfect. I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, no, he's not comic book accurate, but they made him his own, which made him better. One of the other scenes I would say was one of my favorites. 
Uh, you know, actually, first, I'll give an honorable mention scene uh, where he's trapped under the rubble and he has to, like, pick his way. Oh, that would come on Spider-Man. That's not an honorable mention. That's a fucking great scene. Fuck you. It's <laughs> not the scene I was going to pick, but that one is also in there uh, for a great scene because that is straight out of the comic book when because that happens in the comic. He gets pinned under a whole bunch of shit and he's like, I don't think I can pick this up. And then he has to rely. He has to pretty much remember, like, you're the hero. You're the one who has to do this. No one is going to help you but yourself. And he has like that realization moment. <laughs> like, I have to be this person. Come on, Spider-Man. But the uh, the scene I was going to mention is the Tony Stark scene. Like, come on. If you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have it. Exactly. Just, like, pulling him out of there and, like, having that moment of, like, well, you're not really here. It's just the suit. And then, you know, the Bam. thing of, like, this is how I had to learn it, kid. Like, I know I'm who I am without the Iron Man suit. So if you can't be who you are without the Spider-Man suit, then you don't get to have it. And then that leads down the whole path of him really becoming a hero and not just relying on his powers, but like realizing he has to be that person in order to use it. And I love it. I fucking love this movie. It was so well done. And I am so excited to see where Far From Home goes now. Like, I I really want to see how Spider-Man develops now because he just, God, I love this one. And you know what this movie did great that uh, Amazing Spider-Man failed at? Setting up Sinister Six. Setting up Sinister Six because they don't kill the villains. Even, okay, I did find a problem. I I, I actually did watch this one not that long ago. Scorpion should be dead. Matt Gargan. He got hit by that fucking car on the ferry in the water. He should technically be dead. (laughs) I was watching that at the end of the movie when when Vulture gets put in prison, he runs into Matt Gargan again. And he's like, "Hey man, I got some friends who would like to teach him a lesson." I heard you know who he is, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm not going to tell you." No, Matt Gargan. If I knew who he was, Matt Gargan should technically be dead. He got hit by a fucking car and then thrown off the ferry that way when he was hanging on by his hand. So, like, he should I mean, technically be dead. Or peril. Maybe he really hates Spider-Man because of that. See, but that brings up another point. I am really curious. Scorpion's in there. How does he get a suit? I God, I, there's so much with the next movie and like the way they're building this. God, there's so much I want to know. There is, but but you'll find out at least uh, as soon as July second. Uh, sure, that's why we are doing this here because it, it is coming. So we decided to do some Spider Man stuff. Um, eight days. Now, with Homecoming, where do you put it out of the eight? A homecom- homecoming is number two for me. All right, all right. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it at number one for myself. I'm sorry, I have to. I haven't seen far. No, no, apologies. I'm, I'm putting it at number one. About to say, if if our listeners know Spider-Man movies, they're they're probably figured out by now with only two left, and we're probably going to talk about the one that uh, last just because uh, chronologically. But there's only one that really tops it for me. True. I I, I think I'm pretty sure I already know what one you're going to pick. Um, but just rounding off on Homecoming, there. Um, 
it was just a really well done Spider-Man movie as a first movie setting him up to start being a hero without going through his origin again for a third time. Like they have their references to it. Like, Oh, what would your uncle do? Whatever. But they don't bring it up. They're not like, well, your uncle got shot. So you should, or they don't mention any of that. There's just little subtle things about like your uncle Ben this or your uncle that, but they don't bring up his death or any of that shit. They're just like, they stated right out of the gate. They're like, it's been done twice. There's those you can watch, or there's a whole bunch of comics that have done it a hundred times. So go see or read one of those. Now, my, my, my one thing I want, far from home, I want to see Uncle Ben like as a flashback, but only if there's Tobey Maguire. You're one of those people that want Tobey Maguire. <laughs> God damn it. You're... I want Tobey Maguire. God damn it. You know what? You know, I'm not going to acknowledge that. Let's move on. What do you have next? <laughs> well, the next movie, which came out uh, the next year, actually came out last year, um, is not a Spider-Man movie. It is the only one on here that actually doesn't have any Spider-Man in it. Wait, what? Yeah, Venom. Oh, that's right. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to th- talk about the Spider-Man movies without talking about Venom, like the, one of the most iconic Spider-Mans. Wait, villains. Venom. What? Venom. I liked Venom. I don't think I love it, love it. But I do, I do like it enough to where I don't hate it at all. Um, it would be... I'm gonna have to say it's it's got to be in my top, at least top three. I think for me, yeah. With Venom, I I definitely love it. Or no, no Venom. Ooh, hang on a second. All right. Well, well, while you think about that, I will I have to put, explain why my top four because the other one we're gonna talk about, I think I like more. Yeah. But I didn't hate it. I do like it. Definitely better than Spider-Man 3, because fuck that movie. Oh, definitely. I liked how they, like, the fact that they were able to do a Venom story without Spider-Man and still make it make sense. Yeah. Like, I love that about it. I, there are a lot of great scenes. Tom Hardy. Oh my god, I love Tom Hardy in this movie. Tom Hardy, I like as an as an actor itself. And I think he did extremely well doing the Jekyll and Hyde mentality that Venom has of Eddie trying to communicate with Venom all the time. Yeah. Like, he did a fucking amazing... And my favorite thing about him was he wasn't like a, a deified hero where people were like, oh yeah, let's have a shirtless sexy scene. No, there's a fucking scene in there where he eats lobster out of a tank. I looked up the just a bunch of stuff like Sam Reeves. I didn't hear a word you just said. I looked up the Venom motion picture and it's just basically a whole bunch of like Sam Raimi style kind of thing. Yeah. I, by the way, did you know that the uh, yeah, Venom lobster tank scene <laughs> What? You know that. You know the lobster tank scene from Venom, right? Yeah. 
Did you know that that was uh, Tom Hardy's idea? Was it really? He came up. Yeah, he walked in. He walked in on set. He saw that tank. He was like, I'm getting in that tank. Huh. Well, good on him. It, I, I think that fit really well with the, with the overall, the way they ended that movie. I think that scene made it. Huh. Well, I'm glad he did. I like that scene. Um, yeah. Yeah, this movie, I don't, I don't hate. The only thing I don't like about it, I think it suffers from the same thing that the Godzilla movies do. Where they make thing, they made things too dark, and I don't mean too dark as like too many f bombs or like blood and gore, but like it's just too fucking dark, like physically dark. Yeah, there there were scenes in that where I'm like, I can't tell who's fighting who because it's literally just fucking dark. It looks like someone didn't take a lens cap off. Like I can't see shit, but it looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> when evil Elon Musk and Riot fought uh, Venom, it was very dark to see. Luckily, I saw it in theaters. And it was properly lit and all that, so it was actually okay. See, I thought I saw it in theaters too, but there were still parts of it where I'm like, "Man, that's just a really fucking dark scene." For because, okay, my dad had gone to see it before me, and he had told me like it was good, like I really liked it, but it gets really dark. And I'm like, and I thought he meant dark as in like horror movie because he's a big horror fan. But no, he was right. It's just horrible lighting in some of the scenes that they have. And I don't know if they're trying to hide bad CGI or if they just really didn't think it through with a black-suited character. I don't know. But overall, what I, I, I do like this movie. I even like She-Venom. They had She-Venom. Like, yeah, they had She-Venom. It's a start. Yeah. And, like, the fact that this movie is rated PG-13 and yet it felt like a soft R. Like, you could add, like, two or three things, and that would become an R-rated movie. Yeah, and that was one thing watching it when it came, when when Hardy came out and was like, yeah, I got taken out of R, it'll only be PG-13. There was a couple things we took out that I liked, but whatever. You can you can easily tell there were some scenes where, like, he's biting people's heads off and stuff, where, like, they do a cut. The, like, they were going to have a full-blown, like, blood splatter, like, full-on him ripping people apart. But that's what they do. Yeah, like, and it's like, oh, I really kind of want to see that. <sighs> Which you want an archive of Venom? It it hurts me a little bit because the sequels confirm to have Woody Harrelson as our Carnage, and I'm like, Carnage, which we fucking called so ever ago. We did. We called it so long ago and it got in and it's confirmed officially confirmed like they're going into filming i think the end of this year early next year they're going to start shooting but i'm like carnage needs an r rating like carnage with venom like the whole dynamic between them is that venom doesn't want to hurt people that don't deserve it but carnage is a fucking serial killer so he literally just eats people rips people in half does whatever he wants and Venom constantly tries to stop him and be like, no, you do, this is not how we do it here and whatever. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how Venom 2 is going to play out being PG-13 and having Carnage in there. Well, hopefully it won't be. And I'm glad we're talking about Venom because it is – I'm seeing it more and more and more. And I actually just saw today Kevin Feige himself said he would like to do a Venom crossover with Spider-Man. Which they totally can. Party Venom crossover with Tom Holland. 
And that came from Kevin Feige. He's the guy that runs all this shit. He makes sure things line up and they go the way they should. And he's saying, I would love to have Tom Hardy and Tom Island. Fuck. I mean, I hate this. I hate to say this out loud because it's a sentence I don't want to say. But if we trust Mysterio <laughs> and he's from another and he's from a, a multiverse, that sets that crossover over easy. Easy peasy. Grr, I want to, but you can't trust Mysterio. It's <laughs> <laughs> like I want it to happen, but I can't trust Mysterio. You can't. You can't. You know why you can't trust Mysterio? He's a fucking villain. You can't trust Mysterio. So I don't know how this movie Far From Home will play with that. But if it is, but if there is, I want to only because Feige said that Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going to be the face of the multiverse going forward. So it would make sense that that's how they started with Far From Home. But Venom as a whole, great movie. I, I totally recommend it. It's way fucking better than what they did in Spider-Man 3. He's an actual Venom, which is awesome. And it's a great movie. It was it was really well done. I love it. They kept the Jekyll and Hyde that Eddie Brock has uh, trying to communicate with Venom and maintain his personal life. And Venom wants to do this, but he wants to do that. Like, it was really well done. I love the movie. I loved it. Yeah. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And it's like, if you're a comic book fan, you picked up on the subtle, like, little things that are like, okay. Like the fact that uh, Venom wanted to eat chocolate. <laughs> which for if for the people who don't know about that um chocolate is the one thing that tastes like brains to venom like it gives him the same stuff as eating a human brain oh it's i love it i love it i'm sorry i know venom is not a great movie i know it's not but it, i love it i love it regardless i fucking love it fuck you it's going at number four. Oh. That's exactly where I ranked it, number four. You go number four as well? Yeah, we, we agreed on one of them. We agreed on Venom, yes! All right, and that just leaves uh, our last movie then. Wait, do you, do you hear that in the, in the distance? No, am I, am I supposed to? It's, it's, it sounds like Anthony... From Universe 2. Hello, Anthony. Hello, Anthony. Oh, God. If we're going to talk about multiverses, there's one Spider-Man movie that I think fucking nailed it on the ham- right on the head. No. And that's n- none other than Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Which was... I think it was a great movie. And I know a lot of people have agreed in the same thing, that they feel it was... Into the Spider-Verse was... It was an amazing movie. It was so well done. It was. It It was so good. I loved Peter B. Parker. <laughs> like everything about the old cynical Spider-Man. Uh, that movie, that movie was great. Like it gave you Miles Morales. It gave you a Peter Parker, it gave you a Kingpin, it gave you Prowler, it God, gave you a Tombstone, it gave you a Scorpion, it gave you Spider-Man 2099, it gave you Live Octavius. 
it gave us Nicholas fucking Cage as ba- as Spider Man Noir, and I, I fucking loved it. Wherever I go, the wind follows. We're indoors. <laughs> John Mulaney as Spider Ham. <laughs> oh, I I I can't help it. I I did. I love this movie. This it's great. It's fun. There's so many like ah. There is one one thing with this movie that uh that I I hear with people that are younger and popular in the radio, but I just I can't get behind it because it just if I had heard it only in the movie it would have been fine but I hear it everywhere do you hear it hear what do you, do you hear it coming we mentioned it oh god god why did we mention it why did we <laughs> now the, yeah, the thing about I've heard it way too much everywhere the thing about it, I haven't, because I don't listen to the radio. Oh, so you have, so you haven't really heard the Post Malone song that was famous out of this movie, though. Oh no, I, I've I've heard the Sunflowers, Sunflower, whatever it's called. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just fucking with you. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> I have it, I have it on my phone, so it comes up once every like I have like a thousand songs on my phone, so it comes up once in a blue moon. Oh, but it was a, it's a good song. I like it. See, I was just anybody who knows me knows it's not really my forte, so I'm not going to listen to it. It's just not something I listen to. I don't think it's a bad song. I mean, I can see why people like it. It's just not my forte. Yeah, I mean, it's just not. It's not what I listen to. I, I can hearing it and listening to it, I can see why people like it. It's not today. It really just isn't something I normally listen to myself. Yeah. I'm sorry to anybody that likes Post Malone and they love it. Even you, Anthony, you're like, I just it's just not my forte. But I, I mean to be fair. Now, uh one of the things I uh, one of the few things I, many things I should say that I love about this movie, um Stanley which I kind of count as his final cameo because it was the last, it was the first one that after his death that he showed up in. That's true. It just, yeah, he did have a couple cameos towards the end, but this was like the first one went out from his death there. So yeah, it was like the first one where I, when I saw it in theaters, I was like, Oh, Stan. Like the world, it's just not going to be the same without Stanley. No, I, I, I know. I like. I'm a huge nerd, obviously, and anybody really no. knows me knows I am. Like, I cried when Stanley died. Like, I found out in the morning, and I cried. Like, I couldn't help it. Like that man, I looked up to growing up, and I, I don't think it's just not the same. Uh, Stanley, and especially you know, going to see one of these movies and not knowing Stanley won't be there anymore. I'm just like, it's just not the same. He's been yeah. doing it before it was the MCU, and I just I can't. 
Yeah. It's, it's a sad time. And with Into the Spider-Verse, I did like the way the movie, I liked the way the movie ended where it had, uh, the way the way it played out into the ending where it's like everybody's glitching and like they have to make the sacrifice play. You have the, the B universe, Peter Parker, like I'm going to do it because I need to make redemption for myself being shitty. And then you have Miles Morales like, no, I need to do it. I need to prove that I am a hero. And they just, I, it was a great movie. It, overall, it was an amazing movie and I love it. Um, it, it, I've heard, I heard it said as it's not a movie. It's an event kind of like Endgame, just because, no other animation has done the style that they did that in, especially him jumping off the building in a leap of faith. And they have that comic book panel-y, you know, like, like the whole movie, the whole movie is like a moving comic book and it's wonderful. I love it. It was really, really well done. And it's actually even better if you watch it again. Well, when you watch it again, because I'm sure you will. Oh, you Um, fucking know I will. Uh, it gets really, it gets even more comic booky the day, like the day after uh, Miles gets bit. Like that's when the thought bubble start popping up. Oh yeah, that's right. He gets bitten as his powers, and then uh, and then it just turns into a full blown comic book. Like at first uh, it's like, oh yeah, this maybe is a comic book movie. Then it's straight up like, yeah, no, you're here for this superhero. It was. I, I love it. I loved it. Um, it takes number three for me. Uh, it's gonna take number one for me. Number one for Anthony, and I'm not. I'm not saying number three like I didn't like it as much as, like no, my one, two, and three are all so good to me personally. Like, it's hard for me to rank that my top three, uh, which would be Homecoming, Raimi's first Spider-Man, and this one because it just as Spider-Man movies, they're all just fucking. They're, they're great. Um, and I know now everybody's going to agree with me, but fuck you. I don't care. That's my opinion. Uh, you know, the, the great thing about being human and being who we are, we're entitled to our opinions. And if I like something more than you do, that's fine. But like I actually have, if people have been paying attention, writing down, I actually have the first Spider-Man, uh, first Raimi one under Venom. I don't think that's it's a bad true. movie. Like, yes, um, I would go out and watch it. Are you ready for the uh, the tally up overall of our Spider Man? I am. Well, looking at the scores overall, uh, our top picks are Homecoming and Into the End. Uh, am I seeing that right? I am. Homecoming and Into the Spider Verse are yours and mine. Our top picks coming in after that. I'm trying to make sure because some of these are a bit tied. I mean, if you need me to reread my list, I can. No, I, I think I think Sam Raimi's comes in at number two then uh, overall because Homecoming and Into the Spider Verse are both our number ones, and even on a second scale, they're still two and three, so they're not. They're yeah. not too far off from me. And it's the same thing with the, the first Sam Raimi movie. I got five and two. The only other thing that comes close is five and three with the second Sam Raimi. So I'd have to say it's Spider first Sam Raimi and Into the Spider-Verse are the top two. Uh, 
closely followed by Venom because we both made that our four. Uh, number four both for both of us is Venom. Our most hated, like just our <laughs> two most hated movies, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. <laughs> I, I would say I'm shocked, but I'm not. <laughs> Fuck the Amazing Spider-Man movies. They're both our worst hated. They're both 7 and 6, 7 and 8. <laughs> we just despise those movies. You know what? Actually, let's put them at three. Made it six and eight. <laughs> like you did better than the Amazing Spider-Man's. It's just a little bit, but it did. <laughs> you know, here we should be fair. I say the Japanese one is above Amazing Spider-Man one and two. Never I seen it. Never will. <laughs> I'm going to go there. There is the Japanese version of Spider-Man, which just looks goofy as hell. I, I've never watched it. I don't even know where to find it to watch it, but I know it looks goofy as shit from what I have seen. For for our main our main stuff, uh, surprisingly, Spider-Man 3, as bad as it is, just barely scoots up above both Amazing Spider-Man movies. It's like It's just... Like, it's just above the fire, and those two were in it. <laughs> like, Spider-Man 3 is still getting a good roast onto it. It's like, at the edge of hell, Spider-Man 3 is holding on to the cliffside. Amazing Spider-Man 1 is holding on to his leg, and Amazing Spider-Man 2 is holding on to Amazing Spider-Man 1's leg. Pretty much. Like, they're all just dangling over and should be pushed into hell, all three of those. Uh, but then Homecoming and Into the Spider-Verse, we both rank those quite highly. Uh, they're both great. Um, and even uh, then Sam Raimi, that one's another one where it's like we it came in at five and two. So not terrible. Uh, I, I I ranked a higher than what you did. But that's the only uh, and then Spider-Man two is Sam Raimi it came in at three and five. So that one and the first one are kind of tied for Sam Raimi. Uh, so, yeah. And Venom just keeps number four slot no matter what because we both gave it a four. So it's like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't the best. It was right in the middle. And and I think that's where Venom needed to be. To to be completely honest with you, Venom needed to have at least a neutral a neutral fan base to to revive himself from what three did because it wasn't overly terrible like Spider Man three, but it wasn't the best they could have done. I think the best they could have done probably would have been the R rating they originally went with because it was probably a little bit different overall. But who am I to say? Who knows? It still turned out. But then then they would have made less money. Whatever, man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, that's that's just how we feel. And uh, part two, we're going to cover over animation. Which, I mean, there are so many animated series. Some of them only lasted a couple seasons. But that's... But yeah, so I think we'll, uh, you know, we'll cover over animation next. We'll see how that turns out. I did just want to end out, um, just to give you guys the idea. um, When I said I didn't really listen to Post Malone, I don't listen to any of that kind of stuff. um, I wasn't kidding. Um... If you really want to know who I am, if you really don't know,
we're going to end it out there. Um, as always, I'm Garrett Minikheim, a.k.a. Jokey Pants. And with me here, as always, we'll see you next time with... Anthony Denny, a.k.a. Inferno Frenzy. And uh, you've been listening to What an Oddcast. We'll catch you next time. Later, Matrix Bitches. <laughs>